Hello everyone, we're Superhero Stuff You Should Know, and if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance, we got action, romance. we got comedy, we got everything you need, man. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance, what part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches, and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to Superhero Stuff You Should Know! <laughs> Alright, so come on down to su wait, why did I say come on down? To Superhero Stuff You Should Know. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to... Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. <laughs> All right, everybody, this is going to be a little bit shorter than you would expect for us talking about the weird Al Yankovic movie that uh, came out, weird, the Al Yank story. But realistically, in like two to three years, we're going to have to dedicate a whole episode to this anyway. <laughs> so this is like our at the peak of everybody loving this movie thoughts. And then, you know, we'll see. Maybe our feelings change in two or three years when we look back on it. But I guess that Matt, yeah, that's true. It could happen. Yeah. Yeah, Matt, you just recently watched this because you were on this thing called a tour um, when this bad <laughs> I boy dropped. watching the movie seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I like dove immediately that Friday was like, what can I put aside for an hour and a half just so I can make sure that I can watch this movie today? Um, and yeah, it almost my broke my heart because I uh, I really didn't. I, I was on tour and I wanted to watch it like immediately. And it's just not the greatest environment to watch it. I didn't have like reliable enough internet on the bus. And I was like, I want to watch this like properly for real. And so I just got home. I finally like got settled enough and I sat and watched it. And now here we are. So I, it's yeah. very, very fresh in my brain. I'm ready to ready to go. So, I mean, we'll just start first. I loved it. I loved it. I mean, it, you know, it was it was great because it was like uh, so. I mean, obviously, we should say from the jump here, there will be some spoilers for this movie. If you have not seen it for yet sure. and you want to be surprised, then consider watching it before you listen to us talk about it. But um, I loved it. I felt like it was. Uh, at, there were moments, actually, that seemed like more like less goofy than I expected. And anytime I had a moment, I was like, oh, this is starting to seem like a thing. And then it, they took it they kept getting it further and further off the rails as oh. it went along, which I loved so much. It just got 100%. crazier and crazier. I, so if we're going to do some call outs though, if we're yeah. going to do a couple call outs, one big call out to the casting of all of Al's bandmates, but specifically 
uh, Spencer Treat Clark, who looks so much like a young Steve J that it is almost frightening in this movie. Like, <laughs> they all were really, really well cast. I actually thought the guy playing Jim West also looked fantastic. Yeah, um, like they nailed it with these. Yeah, with these they actors. really did. They really did. Um, um, and then just the celebrity cameos. Like, the well, celebrity I was going to say, we could have an entire a full episode dedicated just to the Dr. Demento pool party. It's it's chaos. everybody in that scene was so it was so good <laughs> and it was so all of the right people, all of the right, like counterculture weirdo artists of that time period from Tiny Tim to Pee Wee Herman to Alice Cooper to Frank Zappa to uh, um, Gallagher was there. Gallagher. Um, Nina West playing Divine. Was Divine. Like, like, oh. It's it's all so good. Like that scene's incredible. Yeah. Um. And then there's like the really weird ones, right? Like Josh Groban just showing up as a waiter or like Lin-Manuel Miranda playing an ER doctor for like a millisecond. Lin-Manuel like, is like the first person other than Daniel Radcliffe you see in the movie, yeah. um, which yeah. is hilarious. Um, I loved uh, Thomas Lennon as the accordion salesman. So good. Excellent. Um, excellent also, cameo. It took me almost halfway through the movie to realize, oh, shit, the actor playing... Al's dad is already the strongest man in the world for Pete and Pete. Like I, o I only knew that because someone told me in advance. They were yeah. like, "Do you know? Do you know? Recognize this actor's name?" And I didn't. And then, yeah. and yeah, that that is wild. That is so, weirdly a perfect <laughs> casting there. Um, the the big one that I have to call out though, uh, and it is at that pool party. And like you said, you could do a whole episode just. Oh my god, party. I loved but, it so much. But Jack Black playing Wolfman Jack <laughs> is so good. Like. So, like I will so, be saying so the Wolfman goes where the Wolfman wants to, like all the time now. It's oh so man, it, it uh, was great. And and uh, I'm gonna forget. I made a note of it, and I can't remember the actor's name who played, um, uh, um, who played John Deacon from Queen. Oh yeah, David uh, Demes. Oh my God, I can't think of his full name, but yes, he's. He's from like Ant-Man and what is a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's just a great character actor. Um, I also it, loved Co Conan O'Brien playing Andy Warhol <laughs> and Emo Phillips playing Salvador Dali and making those two like the weird friends who are just hanging out at this. Point. I don't I mean, honestly, it's, truly like that. There, there were some people in that scene who I didn't recognize, but um, I feel like you could we could pull that apart and try to identify every the Wikipedia uh, page is like ever changing. You is know, it really like like when I watched this movie Friday and checked the Wikipedia page, there were like. Like there were just now I'm looking and more names have been added. Like it's mm. like as more people watch this movie, they're like, oh, shit, there's someone else. Like it really feels like they're just like letting people figure it out themselves and update the page oh, God. in real time. I love that, um, which is great. Like I think that that's that's super fun. Julianne Nicholson just absolutely crushing it as the mom, as Al's so mom in good. this movie. Uh, her line, the first big laugh in this movie for me is that first dinner sequence or they're sitting down at dinner and I can't remember the exact line because it's been a couple days, but she says something like, we love you, honey. We just want you to give up all of your hopes and dreams. Yeah. Your father and I had a talk and we decided it's best if you stop being who you really are. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great line. It's such a great line. I, everything about that dinner scene. I also loved the father just describing his coworker getting killed at the factory and then being like, so there's an opening at the factory if you're looking for some work, son. 
Yeah. So, so this is like the weird thing that we live now, where like everything is streaming on everything. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you what this movie's rated. Like, I have no clue because that's like a good point. I don't know um, because like it's not. It's it's like Al's stuff, right? Like it is squeaky clean. There are no curses to be found. There's no in profanity, this movie. but there is but some blood. There is some blood, and then there is some real like. When you just look one layer deeper, some real adult stuff. Oh yes, yes like yes, hidden yes. in there. Yeah, you know I mean, like it's 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 a perfect representation of Al's sense of humor rolled into one, which is like there's no cursing, so people are like, oh, it's squeaky clean, and then you really like just take a peek behind the curtain on some yeah. of the dialogue, and it's like it's really graphic. It's sometimes got like a slight sexual tone to it. Like I assume PG thirteen, but if you told me this was PG. I it seems like PG thirteen. Although I'm actually, you know, looking at, I don't see a rating. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think. Oh, you know what? Be because it's Roku, I think they didn't go through the MPAA. The best I can see is on IMDb. They say it is TV fourteen, which is a television rating, and oh. not an MPAA well, rating. But that still well, would follow also, your. Yeah, PG thirteen. It's also worth noting that there is an original Al song in the closing credits that is actually yes. factually inaccurate. Because he says in the song, this song is available for Oscar uh, nomination. And that actually ended up not being the case. Uh, Ugh, apparently, Al was begging them to let him just do a week in any L.A. theater so that the film could be eligible. And Roku said no, um, which I guess I understand this is kind of, I'm not sure about you, but every commercial break was just a commercial about what else I could be watching on the Roku channel. So they are. Yeah, they're they really, really using this to promote their own network. I mean, and I'm, I think it's yeah. probably worked. I can't imagine how much they must have gotten a lot of uh, a lot of views on this from what I've seen. But um, yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, you'd think that I, I guess I understand, but it does feel very short sighted to me to not uh, give this, you know, a chance to uh, to get Especially those sorts of it nominations. Just has to play in an L.A. theater. It's not like you have to put it in a bunch of theaters where like the other honestly the other 50 states it's just one city people do it all the know. time it's like yeah. uh, Net netflix does that with their movies all the time like and yeah. some of them actually pop up in new york as well just for like small runs of uh of screening so that they can become eligible i don't totally get why they were uh not yeah, it's such a into doing that but decision but yeah because i bet i i mean who knows but like i can't think of any memorable song from a movie this year so he's got as good of a chance as anybody yeah i guess it's true win, i guess it's true to win that oscar for best original song i like it this has not been i'm just throwing this out there this has not been exactly the greatest year of cinema for me like i'm like i don't think any this has been one of the biggest standout films that i've watched all year because there's been a lot of stuff that was good but there yeah. was nothing where I was like, oh, that's the movie of the year. You know that's what I mean? A good like, point. It, that's a good point. I don't know what I would. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I would say. I'd have to really go back and look. I feel like I saw a few things that I was like super into, but it's been a little bit light. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. What are what are some of your favorite things that they twist it with real life facts? Um, I loved the. Um, well, I mean, okay, so one of the most funny weird things is just them insisting that Eat It is an Al original. Yeah. <laughs> that is, <laughs> and I was so surprised that they did it because I loved that they were building up to, like, there's there's a scene of Dr. Demento saying to Al, like, you can write original songs. You don't have to do parodies. And then I I didn't know. I was like, oh, maybe they're going to show him writing 
uh, dare to be stupid or something. Like, I didn't know what the time yeah. jump was going to be. So then when he <laughs> writes, eat it and they really make a joke of it. Uh, oh, another, uh, cause now I'm jumping around a little bit, but the, I love that Al plays one of the Scotty brothers. Yes. Oh, it's fantastic. we've talked about this in passing on and off throughout this, but Al's relationship with the Scotty brothers was not great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so him and Will Forte playing the horrible douchey record label executives who initially turn him down and then he plays them eat it. And they're just like, this is the greatest song anyone's ever done in history. Yeah. Um, and, and him having to explain, he's like, they're like, so wait a minute, you wrote the music and the lyrics, you all yeah. by yourself, completely you. He's like, yeah, of course I did. I'm Weird yeah. Al and I wrote Eat It all by myself. <laughs> well, the thing that the thing that's really funny to me about that was that at first I thought, OK, they're doing this so they don't even have to address the Michael Jackson. That's what I all. thought, too. That's and then out of too. nowhere, it's like, oh, Michael Jackson has parodied Eat It. Into yeah, his what a, what it. a bizarre like... spin on it. Like, I did not see that coming at all. I thought the same as you. I was like, oh, they don't want to talk about Michael. Yeah. So they're going to make it like it's an original. And then they even later on allude to another one of the my I laugh out loud moment, the allusion to fat. Yes. Where later on, Al's mom has gained some weight. She just <laughs> goes sitting at the dinner I'm table. Fat. I know like, it. <laughs> I'm fat. You know it. And both her and the husband like look at Al with like a winky like, huh? 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 And he, Al just does not get it at all. <laughs> well, I also like that they have completely bent time into a completely in a bizarre world where in 1985 Al Yankovic is performing Amish Paradise for Coolio in, in the front crowd. of Coolio, <laughs> um, which also they kind of imply that Amish Paradise is also just a straight original song. Yeah, original written from his dad written by his was... father when he was Amish. Uh, crazy. And then if we're talking about real spoilers for the movie here, the big spoiler is after Al performs Amish Paradise in 1985 for a hilarious scrolling across the audience to just see someone who looks like Julio looking furious. Everyone's enjoying it. And this one guy with the hair like Julio is just mad. Um, uh, then Al is murdered. Yeah, assassinated by <laughs> an angry Madonna who by... is now taken over Pablo Escobar's drug. Madonna runs Pablo Escobar's drug cartel and hires a hitman to kill Weird Al as he is accepting, I guess, a Grammy award. I mean, did they even say what the award was? It's, I think it's a Grammy. It's a Grammy for, do you remember what the full category is? I know like the approximate version oh, of it, um... but it's like best accordion player in a non polka but very but otherwise very specific uh, otherwise genre. very niche genre and it was like <laughs> I, they even were like not quite the best but definitely very good <laughs> it's yeah. so good it, it's so funny and i love not only that that this is the category that he's in but he still gets his dig at prince in there because prince is who he's up against in the yes. category and you see prince get pissed off and storm away exactly. when he loses like, exactly yeah no al's uh, still not over the prince thing <laughs> no it's, um it it and that's the stuff where it's like that's kind of funny if you're like yeah. just a casual al yankovic fan watching yeah, yeah, this yeah, movie yeah. out of curiosity it is extra funny if you are just a diehard that knows whole oh that full story yeah yeah, no, it's it's, it's it's hilarious. I mean, the uh, uh, Madonna basically bullying him into writing like a surgeon yeah, uh, for is that in there, which I loved. Pumps. Yes, exactly. And, and that's the, the other uh, another funny thing. We talked about how Al's debut record in real life was 
not very successful. It did okay, but not great. Of course, in this movie, it is like the best-selling album of all time. Of all time. Five times platinum. Uh, so much so <laughs> that he wears platinum, his platinum <laughs> records around <laughs> his neck around at his neck. all times. Um <laughs> Which, yeah, it, I, I, oh my God, it's it, so, yeah. So then all these other people are talking about the the Weird Al bump and that's what it comes in for. Yeah, it is a thing. Time, it is a real thing. Like it I think real thing. both Nirvana and uh, Chameleonaire have said like, if Al didn't release his parody there, like they were like, Al can account for like at least a million extra records sold on both of those artists. It's crazy. Because it was like, you could see yeah. in the chart that the song dipped in popularity and then the Weird Al parody came out and it like bumped the song back up again. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's that's like one of the only non made up things in the whole movie. <laughs> yes, but Madonna truly using him to get the album. But then, yeah, giving up like once she gets her parody, then she actually moves on to just run a drug cartel. Um, another one of the scenes that I laughed at the most in the movie is like as Al is walking away from Madonna, who is now taken over for Pablo Escobar. She is just trying to shoot him as he leaves, and her aim is so bad she's just missing at every angle. Like every at one point, it's like almost point blank, and he's just slowly walking away, and she's just missing every <laughs> shot. <laughs> it's that's really good, and also we do have to shout out. I mean, Evan Rachel Wood just crushing it as Madonna in this. Everyone does. Daniel Radcliffe absolutely fantastic there's not bad I, I have to say there was a moment early on when this got announced i was excited when they cast daniel radcliffe for it i thought that was a good idea but i remember they posted a photo somewhere online and it was one of those like very clickbaity headlines and it was like daniel radcliffe unrecognizable as weird al and yeah. i was like i wouldn't go that far <laughs> that yeah, looks no, like daniel radcliffe with a wig and glasses um <laughs> <laughs> but in this role, like playing him, there were multiple shots, like as they're doing the, the, you know, uh, as he's making videos and singing as, and I was like, wow, he actually really does look great and sounded yeah. great. He played it really well. It was just the right amount of, I liked the fact again, as absurd and off the rails and insane as it got, it was still not that they did a nice job of uh, at least throughout the movie. It wasn't fully like walk hard over the top no. parody at in in spots there were moments that got to that level but it wasn't so incredibly obvious that it was a parody at least in in bits yeah no i i mean it follows to a certain i i think it does a good job of just ramping up too you know what i mean it, it like, ramps up very well yeah like it, it's not like because even my friend texted me at one point and was like, I don't know if I'm feeling this. And yeah, then like yeah, yeah. my Bologna scene happened. He's like, okay, I'm in. Because yeah. the first like five, ten minutes of the movie, while it's still absurd, it's like, okay, this this could have happened to a yeah. certain extent. Like the underground high school polka party scenes and stuff like that. I or... mean, yeah, that was uh, there's <laughs> moments where you're just like, ah, no. yeah, the underground polka party <laughs> arrested for attending a polka party. Also, shout out like, Scott Ackerman as the police officer and as the great police cameo. officer. Oh, God. Um, so many, so many there's people. There's a lot of there's a lot of like, hey, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. And yes. like, obviously, like Scott Ackerman. I'm not sure if you caught. I didn't catch it until she shared it on uh, Instagram. But Ali Gertz is sitting directly behind Al at the Grammys Awards. Oh, sequence. I did not catch that. <laughs> like, like she is literally it's Al, Al's wife. And right in between them is Allie Gertz. Just oh, that's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. so there's a ton of those. And there's, I'm sure that there's even more that if you dig around in that, you'll find because it's not like this was 
I mean, it was a budget of eight million dollars, and I, I mean, that's pretty low for how ambitious this. Yeah, movie there was is. a lot going on in this. It had you know animation sequences, and the, there it was it was big. I'm sure most of the actors who were in it, most of these people had relatively small roles that were probably fairly quickly put yeah. together. I, it definitely seemed like these people who were in it were there because they really wanted to be, which is always I, nice to see. So this is the thing I saw on on a. Uh, wiki it says that because of the filming in los angeles yankovic was able to reach out to his holiday card mailing list to bring there in numerous go. celebrities to cameo in the film mostly during the dr demento party scene apparently the script called for al to be challenged by freddie mercury at the pool party um but uh the band had asked not to mention freddie mercury for that um because originally the lonely island was going to play the rest of the band um, oh. And then when Andy Samberg wasn't actually available to film, that's why it's just two of the three members playing Alice Cooper and Pee Wee Herman. And then it also says that Lin-Manuel Miranda contacted Al Yankovic within minutes of the announcement that the film was going into production, <laughs> asking to be a part of it in some way. Yankovic was able to fit the cameo as an ER doctor into the filming during a weekend that Miranda was in Los Angeles. That's hilarious. <laughs> but I mean, it's scrappy. You know what I mean? Like this is. So, uh, wait, I just want to clarify a previous point. So Queen didn't want Freddie mentioned. Is that what it was? So it says. Terms of Yankovic's agreement with the band Queen for another one rides the bus is that Yankovic could not mention Mercury. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Who knows? That's that's. <laughs> wow. I I don't even I don't have time to get into that. I'm fascinated yeah. by that. I mean, it, it makes sense I, though. It makes more sense for John Deacon to be the one that's there since he wrote the song. Anyway. John Deacon wrote the song, and it does set up a great joke where I loved how he emerges from the crowd. He was like, "I'm John Deacon," and everyone's like, "What?" <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, like from arguably, Queen, and yeah, everyone's still the, like, "What?" And he's like, I'm the, the least, "I'm the bass player from Queen," and they're yeah, like, "Oh, that explains the least why we don't know who you are." Member for sure. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like it is just this very—it's uh, just all so funny. And he offers Al an opportunity to open for them at Live Eight in Wimbledon yeah. Stadium, and I was like, "I'd be honored." Psych. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It, yeah. This is truly like. Like you said, I I would put this above Walk Hard, and I know that that's like I think I would too. I think like, I mean I I really good, enjoyed but... Walk Hard. Um, I, you know it's but this, yeah, this had a really, I I loved the tonal balance that they hit with this. I really did. I thought they did a great job of like hitting the marks while also being ridiculous, but not too over the top. I don't know. It was just it just sat in that right sweet spot for me where I was, uh. I constantly waiting to see how they were going to elevate it next. It, it it was the slow ride up to the top. You For know, sure. Of the assassination I, of Al. <laughs> which, I mean, the, the tribute photos at the end. I was saying truly the at the end. Yeah, that was a brilliant move to make it the montage of like in memoriam of the actual photos of Al growing up with his with, family. With the uh, Carrie parody stinger at the very end of the zombified Weird Al bursting a, out of. Oh, yes. Bursting out of the grave at exactly. Madonna. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to wrap it up here. Obviously, like I said, hey, stay tuned. Keep subscribing to the uh, Weird Algorithm episode and see if our, our unanimous, overwhelming praise for this movie has changed over two or three years of uh, deep diving into this. But is there anything that we didn't tackle that you want to make sure we give a quick shout out to with this? Um, I, I, I got to shout out Hey Boy. One of my oh, other hey favorite boy. cameos of the movie was Hey Boy <laughs> in there. Um, loved Hey Boy. Loved seeing Hey Boy a few times. <laughs> That made me laugh every time. 
Um, I liked uh, just a couple other cameos because they made me so happy. Was again, we said Conan, uh, Yorma Tacone as Pee Wee Herman, and Akiva Schaffer as Alice Cooper. Uh, Dimitri Martin in there playing Tiny Tim. Um, uh, Patton Oswalt, who originally was Dr. Demento in the short, pops up as a heckler in the bar with that punk band who also didn't want to hire Al to play accordion. I forgot the name of that band yeah, right skunk now, but barf. that was also <laughs> Skunk, skunk barf. barf. They were skunk of course. Barf. Of course it was Skunk um, Barf. Paul, yeah, Paul F. Tompkins was uh, Gallagher in, yes. in the pool party scene. And the other uh, crazy one, the MC at the at the punk club was Michael McKeon. Michael McKeon. And then apparently, according to Wiki, I would have to rewatch to catch this. Uh, but Seth Green voices the radio DJ that plays uh, my Bologna yes. when he drops it off in the mailbox. So. Yes. Oh, and a, another funny, just uh, we can end it on this, like one of my favorite. The first moment I think I really super laughed out loud was when Al puts the tape in the mail and he's like, this is it. I just got to sit here and wait to become famous. And the bandmates are like, Al, you can't just sit back and wait to be famous. That's not how this works. You're going to have to like keep working really hard. And Al turns on the radio and they're like, all right, we're about to play the number one most requested song ever. <laughs> And it's by Weird Al. <laughs> I love that. Like, that's a great, like, I don't know, as someone who, like, I, just the sim the oversimplification of making it in music, like that side of the story, I, that cracked me up so much. I thought that was great. Yeah. yeah, the real version of that story is, like, you put out a song, it does, you know, pretty decently. It yeah. gives you an ability to tour, and then 30 years later, an app that you didn't know existed when you wrote that song exactly. turns your one song into a massive exactly. challenge for three yeah. months. No, it was I, I, it was just so, so, so funny. Um, no, I loved it. I mean, if you're listening to this show, there's you got to at least check this out. It's definitely. Uh, it's not a typical biopic, but, you know, what what it, would we have really wanted that about Al? I don't think I would have. I think this is so much more fulfilling and satisfying. And as we said, he has basically turned his own biopic into a parody of. uh of the biopic itself. He's doing a parody yeah, of this entire of type of movie and it's, it's fantastic. It's so smart and uh, it's, it's great. And yeah, watch it. And uh, I, 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 it seems too late now. I really hope that he could get it in theaters for a little bit. I hope this gets a physical release in some way. Oh, Cause right now sure. it's, I want... as we've said before, it's, it's in a living only on the Roku channel is somewhat frightening. He so said that let's next all embrace the soundtrack was going to get a physical release. So I'm hoping I did see there's a final soundtrack is yeah. going to come out like then we should get it because I want commentary tracks. I want. Oh, yeah. Behind all that stuff. stuff. All of it. I want totally, all of it. totally, totally um, real quick, because the next time you and I sit down to record that episode will not be coming out until Christmas. So wow. is there anything in the touring world of Matt Milligan that you want to quickly put since you won't have a chance to do? Okay. Yeah, so um, I, I, I'm doing and actually that's thank you for that segue, Matt. Um, I just finished a run of shows with Wheatus, Um, and I'm doing every Sunday in Brooklyn with Mike Doty in November. I just did the first one. We have three more um, while out with Wheatus and also at the Mike Doty show that I just played. Multiple people came up to me just to say how much they loved this podcast. Oh, that's amazing. And I cannot <laughs> tell you. Matt did not know this. I'm telling him this for the first no, time. No, this is amazing. Um, uh, I cannot tell you guys how cool that is for me to hear. Truly, truly, truly. Thank you so much. Please, if you come see me at a show, bother me and tell me that. You you will make my night every time. I was blown away by hearing that 
on multiple occasions. So thank oh, you very much. So much. Uh, and shows that- with Mike Doty, and there's more with Weedus next year, but that's actually like January and beyond. Um, yeah, that's that's about it for now. But yeah, no, again, so thank cool. you so yeah. much to people who listen to this show, and uh, uh, it's it, it remains such a joy. Oh my god, I love that so much. Thank you so much for telling me that. that that's <laughs> yeah. a smile on my face. I know. All right, right, guys, we'll be back to our regular release schedule on Friday with uh, slime creatures from outer space. So stay Woo. tuned. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm-hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Hello, everyone. We're superhero stuff you should know. And if you think you know about superheroes and comic books, think again. We got romance. We got action. Romance. We got comedy. We got everything you need, man. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know for all your superhero needs. Uh, ro- I, I don't know about this romance. What part are you talking about? We've got all kinds of sketches and then deep dives on top of that. Come on down to superhero stuff you should know. All right. So come on down to... Su- Wait, why did I say come on down? To superhero stuff you should know. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right... Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm-hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.